And what's going up, guys? And it's your hostess with the mostest, Anomaly Kaya, with another thought theory for your mind. Today, we're going to talk about everything's going wrong and who the fuck cares. So, when you find yourself understanding that everything is aggressive and the world is falling apart around you, it seems like that may be the area of what's happening to you. In some of our last episodes, we've spoken about a quantum model and a Newtonian model. Now, while I'm trying to make sure that you can take the knowledge as a teaching, as something you already do, or as something you just have fun listening to, but either way, we're going to jump into it. When you are afraid of something going wrong, something not happening the way that you want it to happen, or some thought process of yours that you feel is wrong or right, this is a form of what they call a, um, like a crayon, you know, coloring crayons or particular paints, or if you're a person who's into the arts and you can go see a painting and it's in black and white or in grayscale or in color. So when you think of everything as going, it's either good or bad, right or wrong, this is a way of called black and white thinking. When you understand there's the complexity of the in-between, we really all live on a grayscale. Even um, down to color of people is an orange scale, which might make you feel very strange and say, orange, what? Yes, if you don't have a particular amount of tone to your skin, you have like maybe three layers of orange. If you have a really dark layer, then you maybe have five layers. And it seems so strange for such a small amount to change people's lives so much. There's a grayscale. We don't exactly know why. And even understanding how I could break it down, or being to someone who doesn't understand that, it would still give you the access of not knowing any more than the other person. You can understand the electrons, the molecules, the, the decomposition, the quantum decoherence of everything and at the end of it you won't be any closer to having a feeling of knowing than any of us would who doesn't know it and I found this the further I've been on my study or my look just looking for answers to the universe I just wanted there to be some person on a mountaintop who's like really long like gray hair with all the answers and just like a huge book of like things they've written down over like the past hundred years. And in my mind, sometimes this person is me after like 500 years. And then sometimes this person is like a role model I wish to meet one day or something like this. But in this platform, it means that knowing all means you know all. And a lot of us would understand that once you know everything, you completely understand that you know nothing. Because in the realm of everything that's ever going to be possible to be known, will be known, and can be known, there are still elements of complexity that will always have a mystery to the human mind. Because we are limited by the brain that we have. We're limited within this form that we've chosen to be in. It is the limitations that make us unique, beautiful, and a rare find. So do not be angry at your limitations of self and growth and thought because once you leave this form, you have all of that information and you chose to come here. So it must mean something. It's not, it's not exciting to know everything. It's much more fun to discover. There's always a mystery or something to chase or something to understand. We are all grains of sand in this huge beach of existence floating around on a blue sometimes with a little dash of green and brown through an infinite 
ocean type realm of space that is ever expanding and you can't get off and you don't know how you got on you're just here and now you have all these other rules and constructs that have been given to you by the other lost people with you if you take it into the concept that it is it makes no sense and in a way we start looking at crazy people and thinking that they're the geniuses <laughs> they're not they just decided to check out completely I'd rather be angry and confused or understand that I don't know everything, but I want to make sure that I understand. That is the point of what my life has been. I love knowledge, I like information, and I want to find my tribe or my people that also love information and knowledge. Not to challenge another or take from someone else's experience, but to be a part of the access of this whole simulacrum. Now let's explain what this is. Now this is a representation, or an imitation, if you want to look at it that way, like a knockoff purse or fake shoes from some shoe company you think will make you play a sport more amazingly, which we all know is not true, but we all play along. It is a representation of that beauty and success. Now my obsession with the 15th and 16th century, also, I mean really just 14th, I, I kind of like a okay. I like the centuries that are a little bit before 1700. Not going through the social structures or the things that were happening on a person-by-person -person standard, but more of the developments that happened. So this word came from the 16th century. This is where they started to have humans. Humans started to have all over the world, not just in one particular group. I feel it's very limited to tell people that, but again, there's no one there's no one to really battle the misinformation. There were a lot of amazing deep thinkers in every part of the world. The point is, is even if you're in deep thought and you've had all these amazing point of views and revelations, if you didn't write it down, if you didn't get it out to the world, or if no one was able to understand and share in it with you, it dies with you. And these are the tragedies of life and where I want to come in and say that there are tragedies. There are sadness. There is a time where you can work your whole entire life, do everything that you can, be the complete most perfect human in the whole world, you will still go through struggle and strife. This is the point of the universe that we live in. This is why we came here. And really, struggle and strife are really um, opportunities within the system of existence. This. This is not real existence, but it is as real as it can be for you. What is real in your mind is real in your body. So if you find yourself and you're still limited to your human body and your human mind. So if we do become in a place where we can upload uh, a consciousness into a computer, you probably would become a lot more than a human, even though your base is as a human mind. But as any scientist would know, and a lot of them listen to this as well, and thank you for sharing your information, um, they would understand that simply knowing a thing doesn't mean that you know the thing. And this might sound controversial, actually. We are all things. Yes, we're humans, there's places, there's nouns, I get it, but we are all not things and objects to each other. We should definitely mean more than that. But in the larger scope of a 
automatic world where death begets life um, and it is more circular it would be said like you are to live being in future you have lived being in past you are living being in present instead of you live you know and it, it's shorter and in a way I think there are multiple different languages that somehow chop this up and do this in a way, but my main focus is going to be talking about English, of course, and the main structures of that, whether it be from Greek, German, or Latin inspirations, and also Spanish. But our language being the easiest, and not easiest also, but just more fluent and a construct, uh, also being based on having the largest um, economical footprint in the country, in the states, in the government, in the world, makes this language to have access. So everyone would want to have access to this language. It doesn't really mean that the explanations in this language can be just as detailed as the bigger vision. And what I want to also touch on is I see a lot of people talking about the, the bigger heads that are running the world or this and that. I don't give humans that much credit. Um, there isn't a large group or three people who are running or doing this structure because you'll look at these people and you think that they're the ones doing it, but really there are hundreds of people underneath them. Like let's take Steve Jobs and this is taken from someone else. So um, I just really want to co-sign what they said. And so what they were putting it in their non-binary, so that's why I say they and them, um, it's uh, in, in respect to their own titles, you don't have to agree, you don't have to like it, but I just, you know, I, I don't see the big deal. If someone wants to call it, if, if you want me to call you Princess Buttercup on Sunday, just let me know and I will. It's not the same uh, area, but I just think just respect people's things and just stop trying to change them and get them to do what you want to do because you don't want to use like three extra words. I don't know if it should be a law, but I definitely agree that you should, you know, stay open to that. In that way, I would I would even be able to say that because I'm a seven bloodline and I've never agreed to behaving like a pure blood. I've never wanted to participate in any kind of grouping that makes me a pure blood. I love the fact that I'm a seven bloodline. And I think in the future or um the further that I start taking this vision I definitely will want to do something that allows that to be a, a norm because going towards the future and I would say like in the year 20, 2030 there will be no such thing as a pure blood and there really shouldn't be and I think it's a another part of a way to separate a way to be aggressive and we don't really want to be that way anymore like this is a world where we just want peace you want to walk down the street and see someone smile when you smile, you know, maybe no more high fives, but, you know, there's always waving, <laughs> you know, have a good day. And I mean, and this is the thing, you know, like internationally, maybe some people don't really understand why we say have a good day or how are you, because there's just, there's an amount of kindness that should still be shown, even if you're having a terrible day. So let's just say your life is going terrible, you know, someone hit your car or a relative died or something like this. 
being asked just how are you and I know even having moments like that myself it, it it's a nice feeling and it can also just feel like you're cared about even for that little second and we never know like in what realm or existence someone is having so really for me I'm definitely a, a polite person you know thank you you're welcome how are you I really just reply with I'm good when I'm asked that because I don't want to take up anyone's extra time and really they just wanted to be a greeting human who's greeting you know just making sure that comes out clear uh, where they just want to say hello be nice just like when we're all babies I think just we're all babies that grew up and everyone kind of doesn't say anything about it and it's like kind of weird but we're all like eight-year-olds in like suits who are just trying to figure everything out that the last set of eight-year-olds gave us and I mean why I specifically pick like eight is because definitely back in the times in like the 20s where there's like the depression and children were working and you know you have plenty of those pictures and they were smoking cigarettes and having a shot of whiskey after work I mean they were living an adult life as, as an eight-year-old and to us now that would be shocking but there are plenty of countries that are right on brand and doing that exactly and you'll have kids who work 14 hour shifts who have never had a childhood and my point is is when this child grows up how do we tell them that everything's okay happy and sunshine we really can't and it's the same thing as if your life was perfect or if you got to experience somewhat normalcy at least for a few years before tragedy hit your family like I got to experience where I got to go to school and be popular and have friends and have like really nice food dropped off at lunch and I got to have nice clothes for school and you just start really understanding how much everything that was given to you was a sacrifice from your parents and your ancestors everything on my own and then I start taking up to start a team and have a team of people who work on the show, who work on the channel, who are keeping up with the website, who are doing these types of things. And it's just, um, it's just a bigger vision. It's just a grander story. And I don't really have to keep up and know the details of every little piece. And it just really makes things much more amazing. And I really don't do anything for the income or the profit. Now, profit is really good, and thank you for your donations as always. And for all the other people who've donated on the other channels and the other platforms, it's amazing. But the main point is that I want to get this information out, or really this different way of thinking, so you can understand that like, you don't have to be depressed, or you don't have to be dealing with anxiety on your own. There are different techniques and ways that you can think of yourself and build within yourself, and you already know that they're there. So really for me, I just want to create that comfortable space where you are allowed to think like yourself, or get back to what you feel like is yourself. And that's really the most beautiful gift I think anyone ever gave me. It's really just given me the time to kind of figure these things out. And really time is, I know some, I've, I've heard like time heals all wounds, but it's not necessarily time. I think it's your language about the time. And really language is time and time is language. We'll start getting more into that when I start teaching you um, about the different uh, circular instead of linear forms in our speech where the hermeneutic circle, and I know I butchered that to death, <laughs> where the whole defines the parts as the parts are defined by the whole. So everything about everything, and then the little details. So the details are what describe everything, and then the everything is described through its details. So you are the thing, and if you want to make sure 
your understanding, your own description of yourself and not like, well, you know, I'm six foot four and brown hair and, you know, great smile and you work out uh, seven days a week. That's not a description we're talking about. The thing that speaks of your character or how you could say, most likely I'm going to shake your hand or you know, especially in a time like this, so you can't even do that. Let's let's find a, let's find a, a different example. Um, where you know someone's character, is there that kind of guy's guy or a girl's girl, or you just really you have a type of comfort, or there's a type of zone there with this person that's really good about them, and that's the kind of thing I like to make sure that I keep attention to, because when you start thinking with your anxiety panic mind, your coping mechanisms go completely out of the way. And I want you to stay focused on the fact that you're in a representation of life. It's not the actual life or the life that you would feel is proper for you. You're working on the details and the more details that you start adding in, the, the grander the story will, became, will become and the better the story that you want to have. So if you're having a really bad day, things aren't going well, start putting some different goals in because the goals that you make begin to affect you. You have to take the courage to be exceptional. And being exceptional sometimes means that you're going to have to make decisions that no one agrees with. You're going to have to take those looks of why are you doing this or feeling stupid, of worrying, of wanting to give up, of self-doubt, of all of that. Not to get into like an emotional, um, motivational area, but you definitely have to fight for the freedom to think for yourself. And I never really understood that until I started really just diving in to this whole other realm of existence and there's more out there to understand the matrix is real and I used to really think that was like a lighthearted joke and ha 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 you know matrix is real but it really is we've been taught to be consumers and we only consume and die and I disagree with that I refuse I but instead of thinking that it's just like one person and there needs to be like a Morpheus, for me, I would say there are hundreds of thousands of Neos and maybe I'm a one out of a million Morpheuses that exist. Let's hope that was the right analogy for that. In a way, I feel it's the contradiction of life where I would be Morpheus and Neo. You would be Morpheus and Neo, both helping yourself and holding yourself back at the same time. And this is kind of the construct of the architect. And if you want to think of the architect, I guess I I would say that would be our ways and behaviors and kind of the platforms that we've all agreed on into life. Like how there's nothing supporting most dollars that are in the world or digital platforms. But it really doesn't matter as long as we're all agreed on the valuations and the markets. Which in some ways is a beautiful thing because if you don't have the ability to simply be born that way, it gives you a chance to work your way up. And I always like something that gives you a chance or an option. Um, because really that's what life is. It's giving you a chance to live. And if something just completely shuts you down, it doesn't give you a chance to live. It constantly is offering you death and that you need to step away from. So anxiety, panic attack, stress, anger, the only thing they ever offer you is that they're going to take away from you and pull you down. And in that way, you don't need it. You shouldn't accept it. And for me, I won't, I won't accept it. And I want to be here to protect you from it as much as I can and keep you safe. So we're going to keep having these talks. We're going to 
keep promoting this. We're going to keep pushing it. We might get some pushback. There's going to be people who don't like it. It might come off offensive. It might be too aggressive or maybe I talk too sweet or maybe I don't talk rough enough. There'll always be something wrong that is a guarantee in life. And the main thing you can know is there will always be something wrong. There will always be something wrong with you. There will always be something wrong with me, with the world. It is broken and that's the way it needs to be. We've tried it before when everything was perfect. No one liked it. And that's what the architect let us all understand. This is a different form of life, which is your fifth dimensional self. And these are conversations that you have on a regular basis. You can either do it positively or you can do it negatively. And you don't need anything else to help you get there. You don't have to go walk in the forest or look in the trees. You can hold your own hand and look in the mirror and say, I'm going to be okay today. And that could be really all you need to do to start figuring these steps out because you're just um, programmed and you need to deprogram yourself and reparent yourself and put some love and kindness and compassion in there and, and then some aggression because we all like something with a little bit of edge. So don't lose your edge or sharpen yourself a little. That's definitely been had to be the opposite for me because I just was kind of a sweetheart and I didn't really, or I'm still dealing with this today. This is still like a thing I have to deal with today. Before I want to find a middle ground of where I can be assertive and still be nice because I really just like being a nice person. I just, I don't know. And it seems like that's kind of a strange thing. And I really just, I would rather just be nice. It just feels better. And if someone's made a decision to be negative or not be their best self, then that's really a decision to leave on them. And when they have to go talk and explain their self to wherever they have to explain their self to when it's the end of their days, whatever you believe or you don't believe, but you're leaving here eventually, and we all know that because we've all got to die, you can deal with that situation yourself. I won't be there, and no one else will be there, and you can explain why you did things that way, but I don't want to feel like I'm going to have to explain anything. I want to feel complete peace and joy in all my behaviors and everything I've done. I don't make mistakes. I've never hurt anyone. I don't plan on it. And you can live your life that way. It takes effort. It takes worry. It takes a little bit of anxiety about some things. A knot in the stomach or, you know, a little panic. Thank God I never had any ulcers or anything. But it's not a happy uh, song and dance with lollipop rainbows. And I don't even know if that would be that great. Because I don't even like lollipops and rainbows are too bright. I like it dim sometimes, a little bit of rain. I'm like a strange Briton. <laughs> I love the rain, I like it cold, and I just want to sit in front of a fire wrapped up in a blanket with a good book and watch it rain, you know, and hope that everyone else is having a good day. And that might seem kind of boring and no edge, but, you know, after that, maybe I'm going to do some squat lifts of like 150 to some metal music, and that's my hard rock moment. So, you know, we all have our thing. Um, um, I guess for right now, we're going to cut it short. So, uh, we'll, we'll come back around to that. And as always, just thank you for your time and your effort listening to these and having a good time with me and just coming for a chat sometimes because really that's what we're doing. We're just friends sitting and having a conversation about some really deep topics. 
and hopefully in the future when we have like events and things like that that we're growing steadily and slowly I really don't want it to go uh, in a big fast way because when you grow too fast you expand too fast usually you uh, implode so in this way we're going slowly it's very nice it's, it's stable it's good I'm very happy I hope you are too and stay tuned for more episodes this is season two of the Anomaly Kyra episode four and cut.